Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. Our guest today is New Zealand-based entrepreneur Tony Littin, the co-founder and CEO of Parkable. Parkable is an app that acts as the Airbnb for parking, letting people or companies share their spare parking space with the community and helping people to find affordable parking in the city. It is also used by workplaces to manage their staff parking. Having used the service before, I can attest to the app's usage firsthand. Founded by the three persons, including Toby, the company has been on a positive growth trajectory since its inception in 2015. For one, it has expanded beyond its uh, reach in the Tasman into markets such as China and the UK. So um, without further ado, let's bring Toby Toby to the show and ask him some questions about the company and what kind of plans it has for the future, especially this year. So hi, Toby. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, How are you? Great. Thank you, Joan. Thank you for having me. Very excited to chat. Awesome. So let's dive right into the question. So the first one is about the journey. I know it's been um, a couple of years since you started. So can you just tell us like like, um, what motivated you and the other two founders to want to start the company like just like the, the the spark where you got the idea and also what was your initial investment yeah so um we started the business because the three of us all mutually agreed that parking sucks parking was a horrible experience um we actually started in 2016 or thereabouts um and and we'd all kind of started to share stories as a founder group of, of you know your parking was always a challenge. You would be coming into the city to meet with people. There'd be no parking available because we'd all have reserved and tollway signs. Eventually, you'd find parking after circling around and around the block, and then you'd have to fumble with your wallet at that time to pay for parking, um, only to come back to your car and you'd have a parking ticket because you'd overstayed by a few minutes because you were in an important meeting. These types of stories, and and um, I got three parking tickets in a day. That was kind of my big motivation. <laughs> um, so we thought, hey, parking sucks. There's got to be Away. And we, at that time, the sharing economy was emerging. We were hearing about stories like Uber and Airbnb, and we thought, hey, this is cool. Let's get people to list their empty space on an app, and other people can find it and park their car in it. And we can take this pain away. We can make it take parking away from the enforcement agencies and put it into the hands of the, the people who have parked now and, and make it a better experience all around. So we thought this was a great idea. Um, so we built the apps and we launched the business. And um, yeah, and, and our first night was at, at an all black match. The all Blacks of the New Zealand rugby team um, when New Zealand were playing Australia, which which happens to be the first two markets that we kind of jumped into. So um, the All Blacks won, so I was happy because I'm a New Zealander, and uh, and lots of people used our app, so that was pretty cool. Great. So what was the investment to um, the the three of you put in cash, right, for the app? What yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, I mean the the three of us founders um, all put in a small amount of cash to get the business going, um, cover some early costs, and then uh, after a few months of of running it like that with our own cash and bootstrapping, um, we went out to raise a seed round um, that was in about uh, October of that of 2016 um, and I think if I recall correctly and uh, I was looking to raise $300,000 for a seed round and I must have had over 300 conversations and I raised the sum total of 155000 it was awful and my pitch was awful <laughs> but it was very hard but we, we got there. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, okay, um, I find it very amazing uh, because I have used your app, but it was only a few days ago where I started really looking at the business. And what uh, really stood out was the fact that you managed to convince very early on, you managed to convince 170 people to try your app uh, because that's very good, um, a good testing bed, you know, when you get people to try, try your app. Were they all from the All Blacks? Um, I mean, you know, yeah, watching the thing... Um, our launch, we planned our launch night to be that big event, that big rugby match. And at the time, we thought, hey, events are going to be a great place for us to operate. Um, we can sign up private parking spaces and driveways around stadiums and things like that. Um, and so we did that. We knocked on doors and we did everything we could to get people to sign up their driveways. And then um, on the night, I actually got my nephew, who was about 12 or 13 years old at the time, and I got all of his friends and I got them to all put on high-vis jackets, you know, bright yellow jackets, and walk up and down the street looking for cars that were trying to park and wave them down and say, are you looking for a park? Download our app. Um, and so that was what we did. And so I had all these kids, like an army of kids, um, yeah, running around in Hyper's uh, vests. And uh, and that was how we got our first users that night, uh, between that and Sinod. Um, oh. So that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, and then they ran a news story uh, on us about doing that. And um, it was crazy. We put in heaps of effort to get this 100 users. And they ran a news story, and we got like a 1,000 users in three minutes. And it was like... News is way better than kids on the street. <laughs> was it the Herald, the New Zealand Herald, that wrote about no, you? Our first story was in stuff.co.nz, I think, um, I, I believe. And then the Herald picked us up, and, and ever since then, we've been in the press pretty regularly. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of where our journey started. And then, then um, as you point out, it, it would evolved over the years since. And now, now our offer is... is quite grown up compared to that. Um, there's no more kids working in the business. <laughs> um, but also the product, product and proposition have come a long way. Now we're, we're dealing a lot more with businesses. It's a B2B SaaS platform now, far more so than a, um, than a consumer app. Okay, uh, just a bit more, one more question about the journey. So were all three of you working in a full-time job when you started Parkable or did you quit and do this completely on no, that, that, um, that's a great question I guess if you if the people listen to this and they're budding entrepreneurs or, or startup folks um, we all had day jobs when we started Parkable and we had sort of bubbling success but it wasn't great our, our business didn't explode out of the gates and get a million users in the first six months so you know it wasn't like that um, it was bubbling along and it wasn't until one of the founders uh, me in this case gave up my day job and went committed full-time focused and disciplined towards parkable that the business really started to take off and i don't think that was because i had any particular skills i think it's just so important for us on our journey anyway that we were focused on one thing um that was the secret to our business sort of turning a corner to success oh that's great okay so um also, right, uh, since, uh, so you so you started in 2015 and then uh, you left your job in 2015 to- Left my job in 2016. 2016, all right, great. And then in 2019, right, the company received uh, a series A funding, I believe, and you expanded to Australia, China, and now you're in the UK, United Kingdom. So I am um, just asked, uh, just just to get an update on it, how has the experience been so far with, with the expansion with that series A? It'd be great if you could elaborate on the, uh, 
um, UK market? Because that's the latest one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been it's been a real journey. Um, we learned that every market is different for us. The same product, but we need to position it slightly differently in the eyes of the customers. And um, we we entered Australia by acquiring a, a small business over there to get a footprint, and then we've, we've taken all of that. And Australia started to grow and grow and grow and grow, and it went really well. Um, and then over the last uh, six months, really, we've started to get into the UK, and um, and it's going fantastic. So um, Parkable as a system now manages all kinds of, of car parking types. So we manage um, public parking for people who do want to list a space like a driveway and, and earn money from it. But we do a lot more in business parking. So businesses who have parking assets either owned or, or operating in their building and they need a software platform to manage it. So in that we get into visitor parking where you've got people coming and going who aren't members of your team or your business. We've got some public stuff. We've also got um, electric vehicle parking. So a lot of businesses have EV fleets. And so since our launch um, originally in China and now way more the UK, um, we built a part of our platform to help manage electric vehicle charges and electric vehicle parking. And what's happening in the world, um, you know, kind of since COVID really, is um, the uptake of electric vehicles is going crazy. And so demand for parkable is also going crazy. And, and one of the leading markets for that um, in the Western world is the UK. And we're seeing a lot of government policies driving a lot of EV uptake, which in turn has been great for our business. So, um, so yeah, so we're seeing great customer acquisition. We've got... Um, We've got about 100 customers or 100 locations in London now live um, and growing exponentially. So, um, so yeah, it's going, going fantastic. So you said six months ago you expanded to the UK, is that right? Yeah, yeah, with customer number one. <laughs> so during COVID, how did you do that? Um, COVID's been a really um, positive influence for us. I mean, it's an awful, awful, awful virus and with terrible social consequences. I don't want to make light of that, but from a business environment, we've, um, we've been really fortunate. We've been really lucky. Um, COVID's presented kind of three or four big uh, changes in the world for us, for our business. Um, the first is um, people are way more willing to buy and sell over Zoom, right? And so that's that, that's affected every business. So any business that has a software product um, will find that they're able to access customers that they would never be able to access previously because people expected you to front up and shake hands physically. Now you can do that virtually. And so we've been servicing the UK virtually and remotely from our Australia and New Zealand the second sort of group of things is um, goes to market conditions. So since COVID, the office footprint has really changed. You know, um, before COVID, I was standing on stages for anyone who would listen saying, Flexi Working's here to stay and Work From Home's here to stay because people need software to manage car parks when they're working from home. So COVID came along, everyone worked from home. So a lot of businesses needed software to manage it. So that kind of helped us. Also, the um, the footprint of businesses, the real estate requirements changed, meaning there's more vacant space and more really busy space that didn't used to be there. So those two things are also drove a really strong uh, sort of demand for us and enabled us to start this virtual selling into new markets we previously. Oh, that's good. So you are in four countries, New Zealand, uh, Australia, China, and UK. Is is uh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. And, and early, um, sort of early market exploration in the US, but not active there. Wow, that's great. So, okay, so let's talk about the US. When do you expect to get in there? Uh, probably early next year with any degree of commitment. <laughs> this year is about discovering and getting early customers and just getting to know the market. Really. So did you expand fully while being present in uh, New Zealand? Like, how did you do that? Like, uh, to, in the UK, like, how, or did you, were you talking with them for a long time and finally you got the things going during COVID? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I didn't have this many wrinkles and gray hairs because um, 
for those who don't know, like the UK and New Zealand couldn't be more opposite in time zone. Like you can travel to any other country and be closer in time zones than we are. So there's a lot of late nights and a lot of early mornings and a lot of nighttime calls for the whole team. Um, that's hard, but um, but yeah. Otherwise, we rely on networks. So so you know the world's a the world is a village really, and and if you make a conscious choice to enter a market you're bound to be able to find someone who knows someone um, or you'll know people yourself. So the first thing we did is we um, we worked through our own networks, our existing customers, and asked them for opportunities or introductions to their offices in different countries. Um, we worked through our um, sort of supply chain and, and uh, collaboration partners and said, can you introduce us to prospective customers? So we didn't do a lot of, um, a lot of direct outbound marketing to begin. Um, but we did uh, engage um, agencies to help us identify prospective customers that we could interview, not sell to. Um, so our first step really six months ago was to go out and interview a whole lot of cust prospective customers and say, what are you looking for? How do you buy things? Do you have the same problems that we see elsewhere in the world? Yeah, and those types of, that type of stuff. Um, so we did that. Um, we did that for about two or three months um, while we made changes to our product to localize it. Uh, and then we kind of knocked on a few doors and started selling um, once we had that done and um, and went through a validation process and now here we are. So you did that everything virtually, am I yeah. right? Yep. Wow, totally that's, virtually. that's commendable. That's really commendable. So can you tell me, right, um, has there been any competition since? Because when you started, I kind of think it was very new. The The concept is very new. Yep. And, but now I see... Companies like Wilson Parking, you know, Parkmate, they're kind of like following your, I mean, business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, in, the, in the pay by phone technology, so to, to just find and pay for parking on your phone, um, there is thousands and thousands and thousands of competitors and, and including traditional car park operators like Wilson Parking um, who have developed their own app to pay by phone in their own lots. Um, that's quite different to where we are now. So we've come, we've sort of advanced well beyond that now to helping businesses manage their private parking lot. So it kind of does away with the need for a management company. Um, uh, so I don't think people like Wilson Parking like us very much for that. <laughs> so, um, and in that space, there's absolutely competition and it's fierce um, and some of our competitors are fantastic businesses. But, um, but that's what happens when, you, when you're in an opportunity-filled market as soon as um, as soon as people see an opportunity, they'll come at it, and um, you've got to be prepared to, um, to prepared to win. Uh, it's kind of that simple. You um, you win with great people, and you win with great product. So there, are, but as a as a as a product, you don't have a direct competitor, right? Because um, someone who's just like you, do you have? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, yeah, we we do. There's uh, uh, probably four or five competitors globally um, for for what we do now. Um, and it's an emerging category, so it's, it's growing pretty quick. Awesome. What is your market share at the moment? Very hard to measure. Um, so, yeah, it's very hard to measure because all of the competitors, direct competitors that we have, we're all such a small part of the addressable market. So it's hard to know. But relative to competitors, we're probably 50 or 60% market share. Um, uh, relative to total market, we'd be less than 1% all competitors together. Alrighty. What about, um, see, you are in four countries now. So can you tell me if you could reveal the downloads? Like, um, do you yeah. would you be able to do that? Like, 
Yeah, let me give you the, the active users. Um, so we're 140,000-odd active users um, and downloads lots more. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So you've come a long way. So now I think um, the company is looking for a Series B funding this year, right? On the, yes. um, and so can you tell me a bit about that? What would that money be for? Yeah, so we're still sizing around. So I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, one of the benefits of being in an opportunity-filled business is um, our pipeline keeps growing and therefore our capital requirements keep changing. So we're, we're going to size around at the last possible minute, um, really before we open it. Um, but uh, but the funds are absolutely used for scaling. So we're um, we're going to be scaling this business pretty strongly. Um, the fund, all funding that we're raising really is going into growth. Um, that means growth in the markets that we've just talked about, New Zealand, Australia, UK, and US principally. Um, uh, yeah, and, and kind of continuing to hold the tiger by the tail, as they say. Yeah, yeah so how many um, staff do you have in all these countries? Like, you know, when you started three, a three-band member, and now how, how many has it grown? Um, about 40 at the moment, um, and it would be more if we could fill the vacancies. So I've got about seven positions open today. Um, that would take us to roughly 45, 47, something like that. Um, and very ambitious hiring plans over the coming 12 months. Awesome, great. Awesome. Okay, so this so this is about people working from home. So everyone is at home um, because, you know, there's impending lockdown. Like in Sydney, there's a lockdown till end of yeah. the month. You know, stuff like this just props up. So has this put a dent in the business? Now, as, I, as I mentioned before, COVID has been, a. I mean, it's awful. And I'm, I'm really feeling, you know, we've been through lockdowns here in my hometown of Auckland and my team in Sydney at the moment are currently stuck at home. Um, yeah, and in fact, I've got a, a team in Melbourne and a team in Brisbane. Um, and all of, you know, so, yeah, lockdowns are awful. Um, so for us, when there's a lockdown, there's obviously very very little or no parking activity other than essential services. So we see business naturally slow down during the lockdown. But for the reasons that I, I mentioned, the coming out of lockdowns and the COVID environment is generally really positive as a business environment for us because of changing real estate needs more businesses adopting work from home and more businesses needing to manage the return to work process. Any business that's doing that generally will need or want or benefit from um, a platform like ours. So, so we see generally it, it's it's a you know short term pain during a lockdown, but very much a market growth um, kind of condition for us at the moment. Okay, great. So, um, okay, you have four, I think four uh, kind of businesses, right? You've branched out since. And I'm just wondering, are there any new business offering for the company in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So, so for us, it's about the um, continued evolution of our electric vehicle. So um, so we, we've been working on electric vehicles for years now. Um, we're really excited by it. It aligns with our values of um, sustainability. Um, and so we're, we're going to be releasing more and more things in the electric vehicle space um, and continuing to deepen that product. And we're doing a lot around um, uh, sort of automated and frictionless car park management. So with this, with this we get into things like cool technology, like computer vision and, um, and predictive um, sort of predictive occupancy. So, yeah, almost form of artificial intelligence. But um, so we get into that um, a lot. And there's a lot to drop this year in that space that will help our customers manage their space better. Um, that's kind of the core of what we do. And, and the reason we want that to be true is because come all the way back, parking still, believe it or not, can really suck. And we want the parkers to have a great experience. We want people not to use their car when they don't have to, um, you know, take a scooter, ride a bike, walk to work. 
Um, we um, Yeah, we're really excited about what's coming down the pipe for us in terms of some of these new technology developments that'll enable people to change the way they get to and from work. Okay, great. So when you say electric vehicle, you mean the charge pod, right? Where they charge the... Um... Yeah, that's right. Yep. yep. So, so you we're doing that to... now. It's evolving now. How many do you have right now and where are they placed? Uh, so we've got, as I say, we've got about 100 lots, uh, car park lots in London. Um, that's, that's a big market for us. We've got uh, lots and lots in China um, that are kind of mixed success in China um, and in New Zealand and Australia. Um, we don't have any EV lots in, uh, in the US. Yeah. So in the US, right, which state are you planning to go into first? Uh, we the way we operate is kind of more business rule. So so we and because we're a virtual layer, um, we're not necessarily geographic dependent. We're more business dependent. So what's the way that a what what's the asset base that a business has, the real estate asset base that the business has, and how how much does it require a management platform based on its occupancy and business rules? So um, so the answer is we could be in any and all or one state or city. Um, and so right now we're seeing demand sort of bubble up pretty broadly across the whole US. Because it's virtual, it's fine. It doesn't worry us too much. Okay, great. So, okay, um, this is back to um, you as an entrepreneur. So when you left in 2016, right, um, you left your job and you started to do this full time. Did you at any point at the journey, right, think like, oh, my God, this is a mistake. I should be going back to work getting a full-time salary because, you know, this <laughs> yeah. is really hard. It's hard. So, it's just, yeah, yeah, it is hard. Um, and, and you know, in our early years, we didn't take a salary. We didn't get paid, um, you know, and it's it's really, it's tough. It's tough on family. It's tough on me or the, my, my colleagues, my, my co-founders. Um, it is hard. And, and so if I'm honest, did I have days where I woke up and I was like, what am I doing? I can go back to a cushy job. I can get paid every, you know, every day. <laughs> like, this is, what am I doing? Am I crazy? Uh, and um, I distinctly remember we, uh, one of my co-founders, Brody, and I sat down one day and we, we had that conversation. We were like, is now the time? Do we just, do we just give up on this? Is, is now that time? And um, we said, and we said, no, it's not the time. I believe in it. I believe, I believe we can make a difference. I believe we can change the way people come and go from the office. I believe we can change commuter choices. I believe that we can optimize space better for, you know, for the environment, for commercial outcomes, for experience. And like we did, we had that, we had to self-talk like that because it was one of those days and um, we made the decision and now I'd never look back, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough, you know. All right, so yeah. what would the advice be for those on the fence about pursuing entrepreneurship, basically, uh, from you? Don't start, and if you do, never give up. <laughs> that is contradictory. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't takes, start yeah, and never yeah, give like, up. Wow. It, because it takes a special person to start, right? Like, um, A lot of people come up with an idea and say, oh, I've got a great idea, and they'll spend a week or a day or an hour or a month working on it. But, you know, startups will fail as much through lack of commitment as they will through bad management or lack of capital. Um, and so, so the commitment is the piece that you can control yourself. Um, and so once you start, you've got to be committed. You've got to know it's going to be, there'll be days when it's hard. There'll be days when you don't want to get out of bed. There'll be days when you lose, but they're more than offset by the days when you win and the days when you're so pumped you can't wait to get out of bed, you know. Um, but it takes a special kind of fortitude to get through that. And for some people, it doesn't suit them. And rather than go and start and give up after a month, just don't bother. 
come come and work for a great company like like ours. You know, we'll we'll protect you and we'll give you a great job. I've got seven positions open. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um. So yeah. So that that um brings me to my um, final question. So. It's only the EV, um, the electric vehicle that you are expanding this year. Anything else that you're looking at? Maybe um, more park, uh, more uh, signups with new companies to offer spaces. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so business as usual for us is exponential growth. So that means a lot more customers. That means growing the customers that we've got really, uh, really well. Um, the I, I sort of was talking about the bit I like, which is the shiny electric vehicle stuff, um, but. From a business perspective, we're going to deepen our presence in Australia. We're going to continue to grow in the UK. We'll launch the US. Um, we've got product releases focused a lot around electric vehicle and vehicle detection um, and continuing to grow our team. So so there's an awful lot going on. Um, yeah, we're, we're, a very, uh, we're a very fun place to work, but we're also really, really ambitious. And um, yeah, and so that means that means lots of, lots of exciting things, new markets, new customers, products. Awesome. And that is all the time that we have for today. We have just been speaking to Toby Litton, the co-founder and CEO of Parkable. Thank you, Toby, for giving us your time today. Awesome. Thank you so much, June. Really great to chat. The pleasure is all ours. Be sure to join us next week where we aim to feature another awesome entrepreneur from across the Tasman. Thank you very much.